This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. He's back, Sydney. Lawrence Mooney is back and somebody else is back with us too, Loz. Yeah, it's nice to have Liam back because every time he's away... Having lunch with Kevin Spacey, our show just <laughs> runs off the rails. <laughs> and you and the Spaceman, can you give he us does, some advance warning? He, he does He does look very well groomed today, doesn't he? I know. <laughs> He's speaking in that, that Frank Handlewood accent. I can't uh, believe, I can't believe you're speaking to me like that. Uh, Liam. Now, Liam. Hi, we, Lawrence. It's nice to be back, Loz. Uh, <laughs> Liam, of course, was away on Monday, Loz, when uh, when you were here. And so he missed um, a segment that we did about ice creams. Now, you would, It was a quiz. It was a quiz. Uh, here's mm. some of the audio from it. Um, have we got any audio? No. We've got no audio from it. We've got some complaints from it. <laughs> well, we it was a quiz about old-style um, Australian ice creams. That's and right. uh Whitey, who was filling in for Liam, was describing the ice creams to us, and we had to name the ice cream. And of course, we were making up naughty names for the ice creams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, we got two complaints. So what can't we say again ever? Uh, oh, oh, there was a few that I'm not allowed to repeat. But okay. the good thing is that two complaints that came through. One of them was, um, and I quote, uh, "I nearly drove my car off the road." And right, the, other, okay. the other complaint was, thanks, I sharted. <laughs> so they're the two complaints. They were the two complaints that we received so, on Monday. So they nothing about, and, nothing about the po- and nothing about the Paul's bell end. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I wasn't here. Bell end ice cream. <laughs> oh, it's shaped like a bell. <laughs> Merrick Phil here on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney with me today. And on Monday, you may have heard us, uh, Loz and I were having a discussion about, uh, it was a little quiz. Liam, mm. Liam wasn't here, so Maddie was filling in for Liam. And Liam, you missed out, but we had a, quite a conversation about ice creams. Would you like to hear the audio now? Well, yeah, I feel a bit, I feel like you guys have cheated on me in some respects because, you know, oh, I yeah. make the quizzes for you oh, guys. Don't worry, we've cheated on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we had two complaints yes. uh, from callers that came straight through, and we're very diligent here, and we take them all very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, both, we do. Both complaints were addressed. One of them was, thanks, I nearly drove into a tree. The other one was, thanks, mm-hmm. I sharted. Yeah, well, this is the first I'm going to hear of the complaint section, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what prompted mm-hmm. them. Okay. Which yeah. strawberry-flavoured ice cream, popular during the 80s, featured a body part? Was it the streets bell end? <laughs> Which cartoon released an ice cream in the late 70s, early 80s that would stain your clothes? Was it the Cosby ice cream? <laughs> Was it the Paul's Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> Which ice cream came in three different colours? Oh. Orange, cola and raspberry. The best part of the ice cream was its shape and the strong flavour towards the bottom. Oh. Is that the Paul's bell end? <laughs> okay. Firstly, producer Maddie, fantastic quiz. I love some of the questions in there. You two, shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. shame. You know what? There are are kids in cars who will never be able to eat a sunny boy again. No, that's completely all we're doing is talking about ice creams. They're old-fashioned ice creams. Ice creams, Liam. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Bubble Bill. Who doesn't love one? (laughs) Who doesn't love to just lick lick an old guy, western guy? Until his nose falls off. <laughs> what? Until, <laughs> no, you get to lick him until one of his balls drops off. 
We have moved on from. <laughs> no! This is too much fun to be employment. Have the money back. Have it back. You can have the money back. What about? <laughs> what about the Calippo? You've got to use two hands and unsheath it. <laughs> It really is the taste of Brazil. <laughs> it is 4.10 in the afternoon. Oh Lawrence. My God. Uh, oh, while Merrick gets sweat. his breath back, yesterday... Oh, I'm we, weeping. Yesterday... <laughs> Seriously, Triple M, have the money back. This is not important. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday... Yeah. We uh, we did uh, Hurt Locker. <laughs> Should we go to a song and try again? No. Come on, we'll be serious. Hurt Locker, where yesterday. we listen to people about their injuries. Yes. Hilarious and, and, injuries. And yesterday um, it was prompted by a story on Sydney Reddit about someone who'd gotten their frisbee out of a tree, and we mm. discussed old school toys. So that was the theme of yesterday's Hurt Locker. I would have been in here five minutes. This was in about year three. She was on the monkey bars, and somehow she was wearing a ring, just like a lot of girls do at that age. And somehow it's gotten caught on something in the ring, and it's ripped her finger flat, like flush off. Oh. And the funniest part was the finger was jumping and twitching around on, in the bark. Oh, oh, like a worm, like an earthworm. Me mate, uh, dad set up a slip and slide and put the detergent on it. And he just put up a retaining wall and set it straight up right on the corner of the the retaining wall. So my my best mate went down at first. He smashed headfirst into the corner of the retaining wall and then spun himself around somehow and lost his nad. Oh, come on. (laughs) He bubble build it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lost, we got so many calls. We ran out of time on the show yesterday afternoon, and we got so many calls. And Matt is like, Matt, we, there was dozens and dozens of calls oh. coming through. So I said, all right, we'll revisit again because I said, Loz will love this. One triple three five three. Give us a call with your Hurt Locker stories of old school toy injuries. You know, it can be uh, anything from an old school green machine to a, a uh, totem tennis pole mm. to a slip and slide. Any of those old school toys, if you've got one, give us a call, one triple three five three. My parents, of course, were from the UK, and so our Auntie Eileen used to send us a, a big present every year for the three boys, and she sent over one of those moon hoppers before we had them here. Oh. Big orange, yep. inflatable ball, smiley face on the front, and yep. two curly ha- ears that Antennas. you used as handles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, what you do is jump and let the ball land, and then, of course, you're bouncing away like you're on the moon. Mm. So, you know, my two older brothers have a turn, put the little guy on, I jump, bounce, Lean forward, overbalance, boom, septic tank, forehead, just open. Bang! I've still got that scar amongst one of these frown marks, just like, oh, it feels like I'm really on the moon, except there's gravity. And he's been diving headfirst into shit ever since. Yep, you have to sit on a giant ball and hold your handles for dear life. It's like a party at Kevin Spacey's house. (laughs) Lawrence Mooney with me today, and we're taking your calls on my triple three five three. Not about ice creams, about uh, old school injuries for Hurt Locker mm. when old school toys have bit back and hurt you. And it could be anything from slip and slide. I mean, you got absolutely yeah. trounced on the, by on the moon hopper, just jumping on a massive orange bag with a smiley face on the front, full of air, and bouncing off it and cutting my face open. 
<laughs> you want me to say <laughs> no? This is we had some. This is part two, man. You've been because... around the spaces. Liam just going, do it. Lawrence literally pointing him and saying, do it, man. Say, say it, it. Do say it. it. Say it. Say it. You do it. We did, this is part two because we did it yesterday yep. and we had some crackers. We had monkey bar injuries, slip and slide Ooh, injuries. Yeah. Man, that slip and slide injury. What about when the finger came off on the monkey bars yeah. and was wobbling around? Mm. When you look down, you see your Mel Meninga in the, in the dirt there. You just go, yeah. what? No, thanks. Okay. Uh, Scott in South Hurstville. Hello, mate. G'day, boys. How are you? Very good. Welcome good to Hurt Locker, champ. Yes, mate. Yeah, well, it wasn't actually me. It was actually one of my one of my friends. I won't actually mention their name because uh, they may not want it known now. But anyway, we were playing totem tennis, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, like you know, that. yeah, and mate, we, we were actually very got very competitive about it. You know, if you got down the bottom or up the top, you lost the game, of course. And anyway, he was going in for a big hit, and he just slipped and went one leg either side of the pole <laughs> and split the scrotum oh. on the pole. Yeah, on that split pole. the totem. He, he split his own totem, mate. That's sure. <laughs> that second. Good rhyming slang, Liam. He Thanks. split he his actually, totem. He actually, yeah, mate. He actually had to get. He lost one, um, one of his um, Jack's crackers <gasps> from it. Yeah. Was it oh. the one attached to the string? <laughs> <laughs> the dog didn't run we, off with it, did it? <laughs> That was, the, that was the big danger with totem tennis. You'd be playing and the dog would just fly through the air and just, just take the ball take out. the ball out. And then it's like, Rufus, oh my come God. back here. Rufus, put that down. Put, put that, that down. down. It belongs to the bloke at the bottom of the pole. <laughs> Loose. Uh, Dean in Bexley. Hello, mate. Hey, boys. How you doing? Very good indeed. For Hurt Locker, how have you hurt yourself with an old school toy? Mate, it was my little brother, and we are just playing backyard cricket. Um, mm. And I've hit the ball over the fence. We used to have a big German shepherd, and we used to chain it to the ground with a star picket. Um, and I've hit it over the fence, and my little brother, he would have been about six years old, he's gone over the fence to have a look. And my mum's gone up the shop to get a pack of cigarettes, and he's slipped, and he's fallen on the star picket and impaled his leg. Oh! And it was going right through. And he was like, a, like a, now I've got like a five-year-old. And I was like, that's a little baby. But we didn't know what to do. Like, I'm still a kid. We literally had to wait like five or ten minutes for my mum to get back from the shop. So he just sat there with the pole going through his leg. And I was just going, oh, no, I've just done it. Uh, uh, I've just been uh, booted. No, oh. no, I'm not. I'm still on. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean, 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 Dean. No more swears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean. So Sorry, it's gone completely through his leg. He's like he didn't hit the femoral artery because then well, you well, would see, just bleed to death. I'm, yeah, like now I know how serious it is. Like that's that's ridiculous. So, but we oh, like, no. we didn't know what to do. So we just sat there like, and I just kept saying like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Like that would have been the most annoying thing. Yeah, well. yeah. Start it's gone through your leg, but it's the '80s. So you go and get some mercurochrome, throw it at the wound, and then go and play cricket again. That's what you yeah. do. Do you know Hard what? I, I reckon star pickets is almost a separate hurt locker. I have got a couple of star picket injuries. Oh, we'll Those things went into people. Yeah, that's like, why now. Deeply when, into people. Whenever you see them now, they've got the little <laughs> plastic cups. cups on them. They've got yeah. to have them. And just go, isn't it amazing they were around for like decades before somebody went, oh, yeah, we should probably put something that stops the lethality of that on top. Yeah, yeah. good call. Let's get to Mark and Engadine. Hello, Mark. Yeah, hey, Mark, how are you? Very good, mate. Old school toy injury. Go. Yes, mate, this is a classic. Um, uh, many years ago, as a young bloke with uh, three, three of my friends who were brothers, we were playing darts in the backyard, dartboard on the tree. Yes. Uh, the game evolved into a, let's throw the darts in the air and see where they land. Well, one of them wound up in the top of uh, one of the fellas' heads. 
buried up to the hilt. <gasps> yeah, hospital trip. Hospital trip, yeah, it was quite, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but yes, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, he, he recovered all right. He's still as mad as ever, but I don't think that uh, affected too much. Did, so. it, did it go into his brain, Mark, or just into the brain? I don't bone? think he had one to start with, so <laughs> probably not. So, so which company's call centre does he work in? <laughs> I've heard he's doing breakfast radio in Brisbane next year. (laughs) Don't be cruel. Right now he's just going, can I interest you in an NBN bundle? (laughs) He's building the NBN. Exactly. He he commissioned it. (laughs) Sir, I can hear your frustration. Man, if you could just tell me your problem again, please. Oh, God, a dart in my head. Oh, God, a dart. (laughs) Dwayne in the Blue Mountains, LA champ. Yeah, how you going, mate? Very good, mate. Thanks for your patience. Uh, we're oh, talking about no worries. Old school injuries caused by old school toys. Okay, preface this by letting you know I was four or five years old. I was neither responsible for this, uh, nor was I do I remember it. Uh, it involved those little army, the little plastic green army toys. Yep, I had hundreds yeah. of them. Yeah, hey, me too, mate, and some super glue. Yeah, here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> So for some reason I was uh, I was completely naked playing with army toys and super glue. I knew it. And uh, needless oh, to say, my meat and potatoes ended up with little super glued men all over them, stuck. Now, now I don't you... remember anything, but I've been told it's the stuff of legend in my family. Lawrence, mm. careful. No, no. What you did was got naked and glued men to your to your penis. Yeah, it's not an accident. <laughs> is, your nick- is, your nick- is your nickname Rough Rider? <laughs> oh, it is now. <laughs> How did you get him off, Dwayne? No, don't let Dwayne. Uh, we're I, not finished I, yet. Honestly, mate, I don't remember it, but I heard it was a really tough, tough thing. <laughs> Getting all those men off you. Well, because don't you get rid of super glue with acetone? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a tough ride. Yeah. Not at Kevin Spacey's house. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, this is Mark Howard. If you're into sport, you'll love my podcast, The Howie Games. Experience raw, open and honest conversations with a bevy of sporting superstars. Hello, Kevin Peterson. Yeah, I've heard a lot about The Howie Games. Kathy Freeman. Ah, thanks for being you. Big fanning, welcome to The Howie Games. Yeah, Howie, how are you, mate? That's The Howie Games, and it's on Podcast One now. Download the app or listen at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. If you've enjoyed the looseness of the conversation over the past half an hour, Mm. uh, you might want to come along and see Loz and myself uh, as we do a show called Picture Discuss. We're going to do a one-off show, aren't we, Loz, at uh, at the Comedy Store uh, in Moore Park. On the 21st of November, 7 p.m., doors open at 6.30, and we're going to be doing it with our good friend and loose unit, Becky Lucas. So the three of us on stage, yes. Mez, myself, and Becky, and our good friend Brendo will be hosting. Yes. And uh, it's just uh, one hour, a bit over an hour of us being very loose. So loose. And slash hilarious. Yes, yes, uh, yes. There's maybe certain... even, we might even have a little drink. <laughs> 10 standard drinks before the show. <laughs> Drink wisely. No, but you say it and you go, ha, 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 but we go. No. 
7 p.m., 21st of November at the Comedy Store. Come along. It's cheap tickets. It's going to be a very, very fun night. It's going to be loose. It's called Picture Discuss. Find it's the details at thecomedystore.com.au. Up next, we will hear from Big Mal after the news. Lawrence, many with me this afternoon. Uh, Loz, it's time to check in with uh, Big Mal. Now, I know that you're a military man, Mez. You love your military history. And yes. yesterday, Malcolm was in Israel uh, celebrating the anniversary of the Battle of Beersheba. Mm-hmm. One of the you... great That's right. battles. The, the, uh, in Palestine, with, well, it was sometimes referred to as Palestine. At the time, it was Palestine. The Australian's uh, light horseman uh, made the charge of Beersheba, and it's an absolute historical event. You, uh, what? You got a favourite battle, Merrick? Uh, yeah, what yeah. Is your I, do, I, I, strangely, I reckon Tobruk's pretty awesome. Underrated, <laughs> underrated mm. by the Australians. The first time that Rommel had ever been repelled. First mm. time the Germans had ever been repelled in the Second World War, and it was done by a bunch of itinerant Australians who just went, "No, this piece of shit rock is ours." <laughs> Love yeah. that attitude. When we dig in, we really dig in. We anyway, dig in. we've got unfettered access to the Prime Minister's voicemail, and I reckon he'll be speaking about exactly that. Let's find out. It's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. And yesterday I was in Israel for the anniversary of the Battle of Beersheba. A triumphant moment for the Anzac spirit when the light horse performed the last great cavalry charge in military history to turn World War I. It's one of my favourite battles. Tell me your favourite battle and leave a message. G'day, Turnbull, you globe-trotting, canopy-gulping, ribbon-cutting, welfare-recipient, gold-mark, snout-in-the-trough-long, streak-of-pelican, poop-keyless, entry-waste-of-space. My favourite battle is Origin. State versus state, mate versus mate, club versus pub, bloke versus joke, guts versus mutts, guys versus tries, sheilers versus dealers, heartbug, when I ran out of rhyming couplets, and there, it's Lazarus. Out! Hi, Mr. Turnbull. For my constituents and also the people I represent and also the people who vote for me, on a daily basis, Mr. Turnbull, it's a battle for survival. Making sure that there is enough food on the table, that the electricity bill is paid and that there is enough petrol in the car after the necessities of life, like a carton of Horizons and a slab of boats, has been paid for, Mr. Turnbull's. I remember once when Dad locked us in the woodshed, we lived off durries and roadkill for a month. Rowan, the young boy from out the road, was never quite right again after eating raw Tassie Devil. That's Jackie. <laughs> uh, hello, Malcolm. It's uh, the stereotypical Dutchman from uh, Merrickville, Rudy Vanderstone speaking. As you know, Martha and I are always practising new sexual techniques, <laughs> and uh, I guess my biggest problem is uh, battling my impulses. Uh, yeah, I always want to see her naked, and the other night, when she was getting something out of the refrigerator, the impulses overwhelmed me, and we communed against the frosty blast coming out of the fridge with the fluorescent glow lighting our loft as we reached our inevitable crescendo, the Indian running the 7-Eleven became very agitated and called the cops. Could you please send me a character reference? It's Rudy. <laughs> oh, it's fine out here. There's a battle 
operating inside me, Malcolm. You've no idea the turmoil, the yearning, the wanting, the hunger, the conflict and raging, smoking, fiery battle royale. It ebbs and flows and then it comes on like a locomotive plunging into a tunnel full steam ahead. I can't fight it. I won't fight it. And I need to tell you, Malcolm, about my unholy battle. <laughs> it's going to burst right out of me and rip me open. I, I'm, I, I, I want to be Prime Minister. Oh, I'm there, I've said it. It's Pino. Liam is back after his absence on Monday, mm. uh, Loz, which means he's prepared a quiz after the f- what is now infamous ice cream quiz <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> it's like a lot of fun. <laughs> which was very funny. It was, was a lot of fun. Was, I can't remember what was one of the ice creams that was available. Well, there was one that was blue mm. and white. But that's right. But what was it yeah. called? It was the... Oh. Its actual name is the shark or the cool shark, but right. I thought it was called the blue vein yeah. frozen yogurt. So today, we're not doing the ice cream quiz part two, although we should have. We will. But um, there's <laughs> a, a report's come out today that 95% of Sydney mm. dog owners are in favour of riding public transport with their canine companions. Absolutely. I do. I put my dog on the train. You yeah. put your dog on the train? Yeah, yeah. no problem. I don't and have people a problem love with that. it. And you know what? It really lightens up the carriage. Like dogs at work and dogs in, you know, um, aged care, it's good for people. Yeah. Mm. Who are the five percent who don't want that? Like I mean, if you said I don't want my cats on, on public transport, sure. Cats, no. Mm. No public transport for you, you unless you're going who to, the I reckon the to be five percent are. The five percent are the blind that need their animal to focus and don't want it being humped by somebody's great dane. That's a very good point. Yeah, they they don't don't want some schnauzer. Rufus, I can't see you, but I can tell you're licking something. What are you licking? What what's going on? It sounds like you're licking one of those things they sell on a stick at the Easter show. The study of more. Excuse me, everyone. I'm blind. What's? Can you tell me what's going on? Yeah, your dog wow. is in a circle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the study of more than 1,250 dog owners by the University of Sydney researchers estimated that about 2.4 million dog-related trips in private cars were carried out in Sydney each week. Right. So they do want to make, you know, you want people to be able to take their, their dogs okay. on public transport. So what's this quiz about, Liam? So oh, we are God doing... Jesus Christ, Liam. Liam. Give it a point, mate. What's this about? This is a song you heard at Spacey's joint. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a public transport quiz. Dog grooming, not person grooming. We're doing a we're doing a public a public transport quiz. Okay. So Lawrence, uh, what are our buzzer categories for today? Well, let's go with um, public transport infrastructure. I'll be tunnel. I knew you did. And and Mary, I've I'll got be, one for you. Yeah, you go. can be rail. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Or or caboose. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, caboose. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with caboose. Okay. okay. Tunnel and caboose. <laughs> okay. First question. The Shinkansen, the bullet train network, which operates in Japan, also prides itself on the cleanliness of the carriages. How long does it take the crew to clean the inside of a train? Caboose, that's a stupid question. Tunnel. Yes. A day. Seven minutes. 
They are that oh, fast at cleaning the inside of the carriage. How would you expect us to know that's that? That's not good cleaning, though. That's, that's <laughs> too fast. Scrub it. Okay. I mean, you've got to really lather it up first, and then you've got to rinse it, and then you've got to polish it. Yeah. <laughs> that's good cleaning. It's good cleaning. Next question. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to apply lotion to it. Mm, Next right. question. The Delhi Metro, the Delhi Metro stations have a unique element to their escalators. What is that unique element? Tunnel. Yes. <laughs> you can buy a carry on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses, Caboose? Caboose. Yeah. Um, at the top. Yeah. No, sorry. Are you, this is on the escalators. Yeah. At the bottom mm. of the escalators, Lawrence Mooney's mum oh. is just <laughs> broken down. <laughs> <laughs> struggling like a crab uh, on her back, just, and just not being helped. And then, and then refuses to sue the supermarket uh, so she can get compensation for her son, Lawrence. They have a sari guard to a stop what? ladies from getting trapped in the escalators. Oh, because of the tear mm-hmm. saris right yeah. off. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. All right. India's blue line buses were formerly given what nickname? Mm. Donald. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to buzz it. I'm going to buzz it. I oh, know. The rigid Rajids. Good guess? No. Uh, killer buses due to the amount of people killed by them. <laughs> what is the it's world's great. oldest subway system? Caboose. Yes. The Tunnel. London. Correct. Oh, that oh. is the London Underground. But, but what, about, what about the Egyptian Underground? <laughs> <laughs> See? You guys haven't even heard of it. Yeah. What about, uh, about Caboose? What about the Velvet Underground? You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Which city subway transports the most people every year? Uh, Caboose, not Sydney. Oh, not I Sydney. Heard, Anything I did, but Sydney. I heard tunnel. I heard tunnel first. Yes, Lawrence. Uh, the Paris Metro. Any guesses, Caboose? Uh, New York. Metro. Moscow. Moscow. 3.2 billion people per year. Really? And what's it called? The Moscow subway no, it's system. It's called, it's called, the, it's called the, 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 the metro. It's called or whatever we want to call it. I think it's called Blood is Kokov. <laughs> it's called Kachakokov. <laughs> I'm getting the train to Kachakokov. <laughs> year 10. Okay. What? I only warn you one more time. <laughs> We've just been yellow carded for everybody listening. Yeah. What is, and this is the final question, because we're out of time. Oh, it's almost like it's gone been... too far. Yeah, okay. What is unique about the maglev train in Shanghai? Caboose. Yes, Mary. It doesn't touch the rail. It just, you know, it does. It, it, it just it glides puts, over. It just it, sucks it. It's it. It sucks the rail. It's got like a clamp, like a hand that just Glides over the rail ever so softly, but doesn't touch it. In a, almost teasing, it almost teasing, teasing the, the rail. rail. You're right. Rail. I'm so glad there are no cameras it's in this shoot. What do you mean? It's, it's teasing the rail because but it's it looks like, like you are massaging an elephant's foot. <laughs> Goodbye, Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney, thank you very See much ya. for coming in. It's also, been, too, it's really been enjoyable. A quick, a quick plug. <laughs> if you've enjoyed that, uh, come and see Lawrence and I and Becky Lucas. We're going to be at the Comedy Store mm. uh, at Moor Park on the twenty-first of November, seven p.m. at the Comedy Store, Tuesday night. Tickets are limited. It's a one-off show. It is going. If you think today is loose, <laughs> it's going to be an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> We often get some feedback uh, here at the station, which we 
thoroughly enjoy. Mm. Um, when I say feedback, it comes through mm. on our social media, it comes through on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there like constantly monitoring <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me like four, five hours a day oh, where I'm I, just sitting at the computer just going, uh, oh, just Facebook and, and Facebook. What are you doing, miss? Oh, uh, just got so much Facebook and moderating all the feedback oh, of my show. Feedback, moderating we, feedback. We, I fully expect uh, if you missed the first hour of today's show, you should absolutely get it on the Merrickville Catch-Up podcast because uh, I fully expect we'll get some feedback around yeah. the first hour of this show Here's with you thing. and Lawrence Mooney. I do love feedback. I genuinely do. Mm. Uh, but of course, it is moderated by the producers of the show, <laughs> Liam and Matt. And because I, it's not because I don't care. It's because I can't be trusted yeah. to use a computer and also to, because I only ever want to read nice things, yeah. which is generally, that's all we get. Well, Matthew Goodyear, who is a big, big fan of the show. He is. Um, he pr- often, he gives a lot of feedback to he the does. show. He loves Great it. feedback. Loves and, it. And intelligent feedback. Yeah. And he uh, is a, is aware that the show has um, only got a couple of weeks to go. Three, uh, two and a half weeks before we finish up here. We'll go into the Ashes series after that. Yep. And I'm t- being taken out to a farm where I'm going to be told to look at a tree for an inordinate amount of time. Oh! They shot him! They shot me! What? No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh your God, kids are in the car. Rumors. No, no. I'm here, kids. Dad's yeah, alive. Dad's... dad's alive. Dad's in the studio. He's just mucking around with his friends again. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Okay. But, yeah, so only a couple of weeks ago, and, and Maddie Goodyear, uh, big big fan of uh, Merrickville, great mm, citizen mm. of uh, Merrickville, has tweeted in this morning saying, is there any chance of a Troy Story Return before Radio's Darkest Day arrive and Merrickville goes off the air. Now, Merrick, Love for stories. those who are new citizens of Merrickville, explain mm. Troy's story. Troy's story is very simple, and you would be surprised at how incredibly uh, deep the well is for this. Mm-hmm. It's stories about people called Troy. Troy stories. Yes. It's as simple as that, because for whatever reason, people called Troy... Do the dumbest shit, and it makes for amazing <laughs> stories. Like if there was ever going to be a guy who accidentally drove his own jet ski through the window of his own car, his name <laughs> is going to be Troy. It is not going to be Gareth. It's not going to be Michael. It's certainly not going to be Simon. No. That's tr- classic Troy. If there's a guy who accidentally covers his face in Denko rub instead of zinc on a hot day after getting sunburned, his name is Troy. Troy. I remember one, always Troy. I remember one of the Troy stories we got early on when we did this was uh, Troy uh, tried to he, – he was a tradie on site. He was an apprentice tradie on site and tried to uh, pick his nose with a drill. That's right. And what happened? He ripped his face off. He ripped his face off with a drill because he tried to pick it with a drill. Troy. Classic Troy is what that is. So So we're bringing it back. One, triple, three, five, three. It doesn't, you don't have to be Troy. No. In fact, it's better that you're not, but you can be. Give us a Troy story, any ridiculous story. We just go, oh, that is so Troy. Classic (laughs) Troy. Because everyone does it. You just go, oh, classic Troy. Oh, people are calling you. Of course they have. Of course they have. It's Troy stories. They always work. Give us a call, one triple three five three with your Troy stories. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Ever get the feeling the world could be a better place but don't know how to do anything about it? I'm Amanda Tattersall. If you want to change the world, my podcast one series, Changemakers, is the one for you. Stories from around the world that show change is possible and give you tips to help make it happen. 
Stories of people who've been shot at, jailed and threatened with life behind bars simply because they want the world to be a better place. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Go, Sydney. Have a look at yourselves. Call out for Troy's stories. I said to Liam, oh, look, you know, we'll get a couple of calls here. No, we don't. Full board. Got like 100. Full board. And we're doing this by request. That's right. Matty Goodyear, big fan of the show, great bloke, good contributor, has suggested that we do uh, Troy stories today. And we have got a full board of calls and then some. So let's kick it off with Dave in Cronulla. Your story about somebody called Troy, Dave. G'day, guys. Mace, um, yeah, I'll, I'll set the scene. Grade 8, uh, home economics class. Mixed, it's a mixed class, so the guys in there trying to impress the girls. Mm. And uh, Sam throws an apple up in the air. Troy tries to uh, cut it in half with a knife. Oh, Sam, thought a shit, Sam thought it was a shit throw, tried to catch it. Uh, Troy's pretty much severed uh, Sam's hand off. Uh, let's just say that Sam's now uh, had microsurgery and he's now left-handed. Troy, Troy, Troy 70s class in front of all these kids. Uh, 70s hand in front of all these kids. Troy cut off a guy's hand with in home ec class in with a, a, a kitchen knife. Yep. While because he was meant to cut the apple in half. Yeah, he was killing it. Oh, this just sounds like William Troy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> This is the William Troy version of William Tell. You know what? I think we make Jesus it, I, Christ, I, Troy! I think we remake Troy the movie, and that's our opening scene. This that's is, that's Troy at school. I love the movie Troy, Dave, but don't you reckon it would be better if every single person in a film was named <laughs> Troy? Every single cast member was called Troy. I'd get loose. <laughs> <laughs> people, so many people would die on set. It'd be worse than a Brandon Lee film. Let's get on to uh, Adam in Huntingwood. Hello, Adam. G'day, Merrick. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. You've got a Troy story to share? I do, mate. We um we used to um dip a tennis ball in uh, petrol, throw it around, and <laughs> kick it. Bit of fun, you know. Yeah. And um, ball goes up in the air, then comes running from nowhere. Here comes Troy. Boy, ball. Head butts the ball. <gasps> Covered in petrol, we were right next to a uh, bit of a creek. So he's gone running for the creek, dives in. The only thing, the creek was only a foot deep. That is just so classically Troy. There could hardly be more Troy. Troy sets fire to his own head. Troy dives into a dry river. It's just... (laughs) Like, I mean, Adam, don't you reckon you can imagine a person doing one of those things Mm. and they're not called Troy? You go, oh, that's something Greg did, right? But when you combine the two, you go, that could not be more classic Troy. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Let me guess, he burnt off all his hair? Yeah, yeah, he had no hair left and uh, a few scars on his head. And uh, I think he broke his collarbone too. Oh! oh! (laughs) You know what that is? Those three things makes it a Troy Fector. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. To the very end, ladies and gentlemen. Peter and Campbellton. Hello, champ. Mans, how are you going? Very good, mate. All right, Troy story, far away. Okay, look, this is the apprentice Troy. So it was I was the tradesman showing him how to work this particular tool. Now I know you love your tools. This is a, an overhead router. Yep. Overhead router spins up at twenty four thousand RPM. Yes. You know, he's gone and got the wrong bit to put into it, like the wrong drill for so right. So the one that he's put in, we're spinning it up, no problems. He's standing right beside me. Oh. When it got up to full speed, twenty four thousand RPM, mm. the drill has snapped and it shot over our shoulders 
and punctured the factory wall 30 metres away. Oh, <laughs> Because so Troy... I blame Troy for nearly putting a hole in our heads. Oh, yeah, but here's... Okay, so let me... Let's just recap here, Peter. Uh, Troy has put the wrong bit into the drill and then it has shot across the room and dug itself into a wall 30 metres away, nearly killing you all. No, punctured the wall, mate. Punctured, went through the wall. (laughs) Wow. It it itself in the wall. It went through the wall. I went up looking for it. I found a hole in the wall. I go, oh, that's in the neighbour's property. I'm not going to go and get that. So classically, Troy, never, ever ever trust a Troy with their bit, particularly if they're going to put it in a wall and make a hole in the wall. <laughs> don't put, don't ever allow Troy to put his bit into a wall or through it. It's, particularly if there's other people on the other side I of think, that wall. Do not let Troy put his bit into the hole in the wall. I think anyone who's listened to this show understands what you're getting at. <laughs> This beer and Lawrence is in hey, here now. Little Lawrence bit, would A little bit of a treat for you All to right. finish off. Okay, here we go. Troy from Penrith. Troy! G'day, boys. How are you? Great, Good, Troy. Chip. Troy, great to have you on the show. It's such a classically Troy thing to do, to ring up for yeah. Troy stories. That's right. Well, let's, let's just say well, my name's Troy for the purpose of this story, and so is the uh, the other person in the story who was also aptly named Troy for the for the, for the story. So, so it's the story it's, goes. I mean, it's it's I'm, Troy I'm, story too. It is. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> both both Troys, uh, you know, as you do in, a, in Penrith, out the front working on the Kingswood, mm. and uh, take the engine out, and uh, the el- the elder Troy happens to drop the uh, the block on the younger Troy's foot, uh, giving him a nice good blood blister after a couple of days on the big toe. Yep. So. Troy's old man, Troy the Elder, decides, you know what, let's, let's just you know, give you a hand to relieve the pressure there. Let me go get the drill. Here we go. So he goes and gets the drill, and, yeah, lo and behold, yeah, we'll relieve the pressure by drilling a hole in your toe as well yep. instead of just through the nail. Yep, okay. Perfect, perfect Troy. <laughs> gone straight through the top, punctured it through. Let me guess, a pretty yep. heavy drill bit. It's gone straight through, straight drilled through yeah. his toe. Yeah, yeah, straight through the toe. Did it relieve no, no, the no blood blister pressure? No, no pressure. All no. done. Did it? Well, did it relieve the pressure? Yes, it did. So technically, yeah. classic Troy move. Yeah. Everyone wins except for yeah, Troy. The winner. Except for Troy. <laughs> Great to have you company, Sydney. A young eleven-year-old boy, Flynn from East Gosford, has been crowned king of the tongs in a Australasian junior barbecue competition. His dad, Joel, joins me on the line now. He must be ecstatic. Hello, Joel. G'day, Mary. How are you? Very good indeed, mate. I'll get to, uh, f- uh, hopefully we'll have a chat to Flynn in just a second. But first of all, uh, Joel, uh, does, is this something that you've, as a, an 11-year-old boy, that you've encouraged your son to take on the thing that you love the most in the world? Oh, for sure. For you've, sure. It's every dad's dream for his son to grow up and uh, take take on his own hobby. Yeah. Okay, so how did, uh, first of all, how did Flynn enter the competition? Where was it held? Uh, the competition was held up at Wingham, which is on the north coast. Mm-hmm. Um, second year they've had the comp, but the first time, first year they've had uh, the junior comp. So um, ABA sanctioned. I know yep. you know the guys yep. at the ABA. Absolutely, um, Australian Barbecue Association. Yeah, and it was great. It was great to get the, the kids involved and get the families involved and um, probably for Flynn, probably even better that the parents weren't involved. It was yep, because no parents are allowed in the arena. So that's yeah. great because you are a bloody menace 
So, uh, you know, you've been the job <laughs> telling him what to do. I get pouring, that a lot. Pouring I, bloody I get beer. That a lot. Pouring beer on all, all over his onions. And I, I don't mean that as a euphemism. I mean that quite literally, sliced onions. <laughs> You're saying, that, okay, that sounds weird. Um, so that's, that's great, Joel. Is, uh, is Flynn handy? I want to have a chat to him if he's around. Yeah, I'll put him on. Good on you, mate. Hello. Hi, Flynn. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Mate, so you're the Australasian Junior Barbecue Champion. What did you win for? What was it? What was? What did you cook up that got you over the line? Uh, I cooked short beef ribs oh. and some sausages. What were the sausages? What was in those? Uh, beef. Yeah, beef. Right. Okay. Did you have to make the sausages yourself, Flynn, or do you just you, you it just it comes down to the cooking, not necessarily the contents? Um. Well, they gave them to us already. Uh-huh. Like cut uh-huh. and everything and then we just had to cook them. Unreal. So uh first of all, um where to from here, mate? You've the Australasian junior ch- barbecue champion. Where do you go from here? What's next? Uh I'm probably just gonna keep doing more competitions. Yeah, and just keep being an eleven year old? Sure. Okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going to school and just living with mum and dad? Sure. Okay. You're not thinking about leaving mum and dad and moving to Vegas. <laughs> Uh, no. You should. It's, it's pretty crazy there. I'm not going to lie. Hey, Flynn, um, who, when, when you're cooking barbecues at home, who, who takes control, you or your dad? Uh, probably my dad. Oh, yeah. He's got to let it go because there's mm. a new cowboy in town and his name is Flynn, not Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Mate, uh, what about, what, what, what kind of barbecue do you use? Uh, for the competition? Yeah, well, yeah. T- for the competition, what barbecue did you use? Uh, it was um, like a kettle. A kettle barbecue. It wasn't and it wasn't Weber. So which no. one was it? Like a a a Komodo. A Komodo was it? Uh, they didn't tell us. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Then tell you. And what do you use at home? Uh, my dad has a lot of barbecues. So. <laughs> your it sounds a little bit like your old man has been pushing you into being a barbecue champion of the world, so that your dad can live vicariously through you. You need to ask your dad. Dad, what does living vicariously mean? <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It just means that he wants you to be great at barbecuing. Okay, mate. So uh, what about so, uh, low and slow as well as um, hot plate cooking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, when you cook onions, right, given that you're an Australasian champion now, yeah. when you cook onions on the hot plate, do you pour beer on them, Joel? Uh He's 11, miss. He can't drink beer. Why would he be pouring say, I beer? Say, I didn't say anything about drinking beer. I asked him if he poured beer on it. <laughs> okay. You pour beer on, on You're not sure? No, you don't put beer. Okay. Correct. Right. There's a lot of thinking music there. <laughs> I see, I see, maybe he's looking at Joel and Joel's giving him the cutthroat. So I you know the millennials, miss. They've got short attention spans. Oh, he's pre-millennial. <laughs> Way pre-millennial. Listen, Flynn, congratulations, mate. It's always great. I always encourage young kids to be uh, doing great things with their parents and with their family, and I think that's terrific. Australasian junior barbecue champion, mate. Good on you. Thank you. All right, mate. You go out there and pour some beer on your onions. <laughs> the conversation's off air. Uh, just as entertaining as the ones on air sometimes. Uh, now, there's some interesting news. Walt Disney Studios have revealed that they've got the new cast for the upcoming live-action adaptation of the 1994 animated classic, The Lion King. Ha- mm. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. It's come full circle. Hakuna like Matata. The circle of life. The circle of life. It's come full circle. It's Hakuna Matata. And they've got some big names on board. 
Huge uh, name. Beyonce is going to voice Nala. Right. Donald uh, Glover, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. He's yeah. in everything. He's, He's going to nice. be the voice of Simba. They've got James L. Jones back. To, yep. re- to voice Mufasa again like he did in the original. Mufasa? Well, he's also Darth Vader. Yeah, but also too, Mufasa, that sounds a little bit terrorist So what I'm gathering here, Merrick, and you let it slip today, you've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, yep. and you've never seen The Lion King. Nope. So here's what we're going to do. What's the big deal there? I don't uh, understand. It, the, the it's deal? a big deal. It's is one it? of the all-time. Is it, it is all-time. It is I, one of the absolute classics. No, it's not. Uh, absolutely. No, it's not. Predator is. <laughs> Predator is a classic, mate. I don't know where you're getting your classic right. handle from. Right. Here's what we're going to do, Mez. I'm going to try and run you through. I'm going to see if you can guide your way through Why the plot we... of the original. Spoilers ahead, by the way. Why would you do a quiz on something? It's you know, not a quiz. It's a bit of an okay. educational, it's, you know. It's you like know a... I haven't seen Titanic either. Well, that we don't have time to do Titanic. It's too long. This bit, oh, no, this bit. I could guess my way through this. Yeah, right. I guarantee I can. I promise We're you. We're going to find out. I've never seen the Lion King, but I bet you I can. Right. I can breeze my way through. We'll kick it off. The plot lines. Yeah, Based go. on the title alone, what do you think the plot is? It's about a king who happens to be a lion. I'm going to give you a point. There's a little bit more to it, but he, okay. Is it? I don't Simba, know. Simba's the main character, right? Yeah. He's a lion cub. Yeah. His father's Mufasa, who is the king. Oh, that's his dad. Yep. But every movie needs a bad guy. Any guesses at what animal the bad guy is? Uh, bad guy. It's set in Africa, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hyena. Correct. I'll oh, give you that. Babe. The bad guy's actually the this. bad guy's actually Scar, who's Mufasa's brother, but his army or his henchmen are hyenas. Oh, okay. Right. So I was thinking. So, so, but the antagonist is actually a lion. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, how does Scar kill Mufasa? Spoiler alert. Ooh, deep massage. No. Um, how does Scar kill Mufasa? Mm. He killed his own brother. He did. Is it, it's worth saying. That's a bit rough. How oh, do you think he kills him? Bit, uh, he, uh, I know, um, pushes him down a flight of stairs. Oh, you, I thought you were going to get it for a second. Well, uh, in the end, he lures Simba into a gorge, then starts a wildebeest stampede that Mufasa is forced to save him from. Mufasa attempts to escape by clinging... Climbing up a cliff, but Scar throws him back into the stampede where he's trampled. I was just about to say that. Okay. When young Simba runs away because Scar tells him he's responsible for his father's death. Which he he was and he should be riddled with guilt. He befriends Timon and Pumbaa. What animals do you think Timon and Pumbaa are? I don't know, but they make a lovely couple, the pair of them. (laughs) They sound like a couple of great guys who have found love and good luck to them. And you know what? I support them. They are in a way. What animals do you think they are? What are they again? Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. Mm. Oh. You are in Africa. Are you sure their names are not actions? Like, <laughs> oh, Timon. Don't do this Pumbaa. to the Lion King. Pumbaa. What oh. animals are they? Uh, monkeys. Timon is a meerkat and Pumbaa is a warthog. Okay. Okay. Now, you've been mentioning it. You've been singing it. You use the phrase Hakuna Matata. Hakuna that is Matata! The, that is the motto of Timon and Pumbaa. Mm. But what does it mean? It means, it means the cycle of life. Let's find out. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Is that what it means? It means no worries for the rest of your days. Really? Yeah. I thought Hakuna Matata was like the cycle of life. I've been saying it for like 10 years. I, every time something comes like full circle, I go, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Is that what it means? No worries for the rest of it. I've used it out of context horribly. Mm. Horribly out You've of context. you used it in the bedroom. I have. <laughs> I have. 
once both of us have reached pleasure, I go, Hakuna Matata. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.